I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Lavatar. Pokemon, as an idea, as a game, as a phenomenon, is unique. That being said, it doesn't stand in a vacuum. Japanese culture has long had a fascination with monsters and the magic of the natural world. This can be traced back to the ancient Shinto faiths, in which everything, from the animals and the forests, to rivers and rocks, are powerful living things with souls. More recently, after the atomic bombings of the Second World War, Gojira launched a new wave of Japanese monster fiction. Though the original Godzilla is a tragic, haunting film about a nation in pain, it wasn't too long after that the creator went on to make Ultraman. An Ultraman story in which the hero captures monsters in capsules went on to inspire Satoshi Tajiri, and the rest is history. Lavatar is a cute little rock-and-ground-type dinosaur. It has a washed-out yellowish-green colour and a diamond-shaped pattern on its belly. It is adorned with small spikes and scar-like black eyeliner, but it doesn't look threatening. It mostly looks huggable. There are many monsters in both Western and Asian mythologies, as well as video games, which eat rocks and dirt and the very earth. Lavadar's Pokedex entry talks a lot about its penchant for eating dirt and rocks so it can grow big and strong. Pokemon Gold tells us, It feeds on soil. After it has eaten a large amount, it will fall asleep so it can grow. And Pokemon Silver tells us, It is born deep underground. It can't emerge until it has entirely consumed the soil around it. Pokemon Ruby took that last point and made it kind of heartbreaking. Lavatar is born deep under the ground. To come up to the surface, this Pokemon must eat its way through the soil above. Until it does so, Lavatar cannot see its parent's face. This softer side of Lavatar was shown by Ash's Lavatar, which hatched from an egg and pined to be reunited with its mother. Still, though Lavatar is a cute little baby, it will grow up. At level 30, it begins this process by evolving into Pupitar. Pupitar is a chrysalis-type Pokémon, like Metapod and Kakuna. This larval and pupil evolution is common among bug-type Pokémon, though this might be the only example of it outside the insect kingdom. Pokémon Gold tells us, Its shell is as hard as sheet rock, and it is also very strong. Its thrashing can topple a mountain, while Pokemon Silver says, Even sealed in its shell, it can move freely. Hard and fast, it has outstanding destructive power. Many Pokemon which look like they should be stationary are often shown moving in the anime and the video games. Fish swim through the air, and Metapod and Kakuna hover around, and so on. In Pupitar's case, we're actually given an explanation for how it hovers, beyond vague telekinesis. Pokemon Ruby tells us, Pupitar creates a gas inside its body that it compresses and forcefully ejects to propel itself like a jet. The body is very durable. It avoids damage even if it hits solid steel. That's right. 
Pupitar farts. Every time you send this Pokemon out into battle, it's trumping away. I might sound like I'm full of hot air, but I promise I'm not talking out of my bum. This is from the Pokedex, it's not guff. When it's done farting around, at level 55, Pupitar evolves into Tyranitar. Tyranitar is a hulking, hard-carapaced green dinosaur, with an enormous row of spikes from its head all the way down to its tail. Its colour is a bright, vibrant green, while the shiny has a more washed-out colour. This is actually the opposite of Lavatar, whose regular colours and shiny colours are reversed. It's big and strong and mean, with a scowling face, powerful stomping feet, and a bulky build. Pokemon Gold tells us, Its body can't be harmed by any sort of attack, so it is very eager to make challenges against enemies. And Silver tells us, Extremely strong, it can change the landscape. It has an insolent nature that makes it not care about others. Tyranitar is the poster child of the Kaiju-style Pokémon body type. The design predates the second-generation games, as evidenced by its appearance, among some other unused designs, in a Ken Sugimori-drawn magazine cover, long before Gold and Silver's release. Subsequently, Tyranitar has been linked to the extremely early beta Pokémon, Godzillante. Tyranitar's role in the game definitely shows that the creators see it as the closest Godzilla analogue. In movie studio scenarios, in both the games and the anime, Tyranitar plays the kaiju role. In the 8th generation, when Duraludon was introduced as its rival, it made sense as a stand-in for either Mechagodzilla or the Tokyo skyscrapers Godzilla often smashes. Tyranitar's particular spike layout actually makes it resemble Bemular, a recurring monster from the Ultraman TV series. Bemular itself is a proxy for Godzilla, and was made by the same creator. It was also the first monster Ultraman ever captured in a capsule. In essence, we have this monster to thank for Pokémon. Tyranitar, like Godzilla, spends a lot of time rampaging. The Pokédex tells us, in just one of its mighty hands, it has the power to make the ground shake and mountains crumble. If it rampages, it knocks down mountains and buries rivers. Maps must be redrawn afterward. The quakes caused when it walks make even great mountains crumble and change the surrounding terrain. This Pokemon is a mobile disaster, leaving mountains crumbled and houses destroyed in its wake. We can see this behaviour firsthand in the anime. For example, in the movie Pokemon Forever, the Iron Masked Marauder unleashes a powered-up, driven-to-evil Tyranitar, which goes on a total rampage. In the more recent movie, Pokemon The Power of Us, a Tyranitar is caught in a wire and going haywire until Ash hops on its back and helps it. For video game players, Tyranitar has been on a rampage for 20 years, it was pretty strong when it first appeared in Pokemon Gold and Silver, but since then the introduction of Sandstorms has made it a staple in competitive Pokemon video gaming. Tyranitar is also popular in Pokemon Go. Seeing a T-Tar guarding a gym is common to this day. As if all of that weren't enough, the 6th generation gave us Mega Tyranitar. 
Megatyranitar's spikes are blown out to wild lengths and shapes, and monstrous energy is barely contained in its gemstones. The Pokedex tells us, Due to the colossal power poured into it, this Pokemon's back split right open. Its destructive instincts are the only thing keeping it moving. The effects of Mega Revolution make it more ferocious than ever. It's unclear whether it can even hear its trainer's orders. Naturally, Mega Tyranitar was a powerful threat. The need to carry a Megastone, though, means it didn't quite usurp regular Tyranitar, which still had a role competitively with other held items. Of course, big monster-loving Godzilla fans like me or my friend Matty love Tyranitar. But with bundles of personality and power, I think this is a Pokemon everyone can love. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon was written by Jonathan Cromey. Artwork for the podcast is by Katie Groves. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to help me be able to keep posting it online, please consider supporting at patreon.com slash lukelovespkmn. Ho-Oh and Lugia are coming up next. I'd love to hear from you about those or any monster on Twitter and Facebook at lukelovespkmn. And if you want to hear more of my voice, I have two other podcasts. Monster Mash, which is on Twitter at MonsterMashPod, is another podcast that takes a deep dive into monsters from video games. In this case, Monster Hunter. Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary, which is on Twitter at MLSFSPod, is a science fiction movie podcast. And if you're listening to this on release day, our most recent episode was about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, as part of our Monster Month. I love Lavatar. And remember, I love you too.